Good morning, America. This is Backwards Theology coming to you once again from an undisclosed location. Either one of two things is happening. Either my voice is changing once again, or I just lost my voice yesterday in church. I'll take the latter. Uh, the, the former was hard enough to go through once, um, but I apologize about my voice today. It is not very strong and had to be uh, a little bit more brief on the Lord's Day yesterday, to which I got thunderous applause from the church family when I got up before them and said, I'm going to have to be brief today. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's good to be here with you today on a cold morning in Maine. And I'm here with my friends once again, and we're excited about another podcast with you. So without any further ado, uh, let's get into it. Anything you two want to add about the Lord's Day yesterday before we get into our discussion? I'm just thinking I'm, I'm ready for you to say it's good to be here on a warm morning in Maine. I got to be honest, I'm ready for that. Well, I saw a little advertisement about that. It was two men sitting in a canoe out in the middle of a lake, and... The caption said this, summer in Maine. Last year, it was on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is true. We're expecting snow today, actually. Depending on which weather app you use, it's a dusting to eight inches is what we've seen. So It's a pretty big gap. It is a big gap, but that's pretty much par for the course, mm -hmm. right? This last storm we had, there was rain at the coast, and between my house and my brother's house, there was three inches of difference. Mm -hmm. and. And Brother Wiley, your brother's house is always different than our house. So, yep, that's part of it. That's part of it. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I believe we're talking about the kingdoms and uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Are they the same thing as many say? Are they different? And so we're going to talk about that and perhaps as well, Talk about the importance, because we always, I always think of the person who says, what does it really matter? Does it really matter that we take the time to distinguish the difference? So our topic today is the kingdoms, and perhaps by me saying that in the plural, you are already knowing where I stand on whether they are the same thing or different. Um, so heading us off. Uh, today on that is going to be Brother Chad, so take us away on our discussion. Okay, so I want to start with two passages, Matthew 4 and then Mark 1. And Matthew 4, uh, verse number 17, so this is immediately after Christ's temptation. Uh, Matthew 4, verse 17 says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is is at hand. Verse 18 says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So we have, we have Jesus beginning to preach, repent, for the kingdom of what? Heaven is at hand. And then we see him calling Simon, uh, calling uh, his, beginning to call his disciples, and then in Mark 1, we have, in verse 15 of Mark 1, verse 15, uh, Jesus begins, we'll start in verse 14, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. 
repent ye and believe the gospel. So in Mark 1, the message is the kingdom of God is at hand. Hmm. And in Matthew chapter 4, the message is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that declaration is sandwiched between Christ's temptation and also the beginning of the calling of his disciples. So the first thing I would say is I am understanding of how someone would think that they might be the same. I understand that because they could read both of those passages and they could think, well, you know, Mark is recording it one way and Matthew's recording it another, but they are the same thing. But this is where at Backwoods Theology, we're going to encourage the listener to to study, to show themselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because as you if as you continue to search for and study and look for the phrase kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God, you begin to see that there are distinctions that are made. So I preached on this recently, and so I'm just gonna draw from some of my study from that 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 message. But the first observation that I made that, um, to be honest, when we say, you know, we made this observation, we're learning something that many, many, many other people have learned. You know, this isn't like we're not, you you shouldn't, if you hear from us that we're going to teach you something you've never heard before or has never been taught before, then you should probably stop listening to us. But um, simple men, simple thinking. I heard a preacher put it this way. The first reason he believed the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God were not the same is because God and heaven are not the same thing. God and heaven are not the same thing. And it's almost like you don't even need any scripture to demonstrate that. You know, plain and simple God and heaven um, is not the same thing. And so then from there... My next step in study would be, okay, well, I'm going to search for these phrases, kingdom of God, and I'm going to search for these fra- the phrase kingdom of heaven, and I'm going to make two columns, whether they're on paper or on a screen or in my head, I'm going to, I'm going to compare scripture with scripture, and then I'm going to see what I learn about one mm-hmm. versus the other. So the first thing we would see, first point we would see is that the Second point, actually. First point's God and heaven are not the same thing. Uh, But number two, the kingdom of God is clearly a spiritual kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom. So, Josh, would you look at Luke 17? Luke 17 and verse 20 and 21. And so this is unscripted. I've got some notes in front of me, but Josh doesn't. And so... You just look Would you at like it. Me to read them? Yeah, verse okay. twenty and twenty-one, and then you tell you tell us what does that mean to you plainly. Uh, Luke seventeen, verse twenty. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, "The kingdom of God cometh not with observation." Verse twenty-one. Neither shall they say, "Lo here" or "Lo there," for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So what was your question? Teach us. What does it mean? What to me, that, that mean? tells, well, Scripture's showing me in this passage, obviously, cometh not with observation. This has something to do with something that is spiritual versus physical. Okay. 
The Bible says the kingdom of God, no one's going to say low here or low there. You can't point it out. Not going to be able to locate it on a map. It says, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Something that is a physical kingdom. Um, you know, think of the uh, a nation that has a, you know, you can't put that within somebody. But here, this is teaching me that the kingdom of God is something that you and I would refer to as spiritual because it is within. You okay. could see how Israel struggled at grasping that. Because remember, a, a truth, the Bible yes. says the, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. seen. Mm-hmm. Well, to the Jew who goes by signs and wonders and that which they can see, the concept of the kingdom of God was difficult for them because it wasn't just as Jesus said. It's not by observation. You cannot see it. Well, to a Jew who walks by sight and not by faith, as the just does, you can see right off the bat where their struggle would begin. Well, and who is a fantastic example of that but Nicodemus in John 3, Yeah. right? So in John 3, and not coincidentally, that's the next passage that is in the list of passages I have to look at, but in John 3, right, Nicodemus, I think we look at his actions and the way he comes to Jesus. He comes to Jesus by night, so he's not publicly questioning him in order to try to undermine or destroy his ministry. Nicodemus Mm -hmm. is genuinely seeking after the Lord. And so he comes and he speaks to the Lord. He's asking him, uh, trying to understand who he is. And verse 3, okay, Jesus cuts right to the point. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So here is a guy who is a Pharisee, who is is uh, accomplished, who is educated, who probably had memorized the Pentateuch, if not huge portions of the Pentateuch, of the law, the first five books of the Bible, who knew the prophets. And when Jesus says to him, you have to be born again, he has no idea what Jesus is talking about. Yeah. No idea. In fact, he he is, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at this man thinking he's, he's still asking insincerity in verse 4 when he says, how can a man be born when he is old? Like, I do not understand what you're talking about. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So then Jesus again, what's he say? Except a man be born of water and of the spirit. So water's physical birth, right? And of the spirit, he cannot enter into what? Kingdom, Kingdom of God. God. And so he goes on to say, he uses the example of the wind. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but thou canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born, born again of the Spirit. So no one, you can't see the wind. You can certainly see its effects and, and the changes that it brings about, but you can't see the wind, so it is with the kingdom of God. It says um, in verse 5, um, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The very next statement, the very next verse, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, right. and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Right. So if you're entering to the kingdom of God by being born of the spirit, the kingdom of God is going to be spiritual. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans uh, 14, I believe. Yeah. 14, 17. Um, 14, 17. Uh, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's not a physical thing. 
Um, so anyway, you were going to go there. No, you're, you're right on target. The okay. other scripture I was thinking of was 1 Corinthians 15.50, which says, Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Going back to Romans 14, I, yep. this, I want to get this verse right. Kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy. And then it tells you where all this is found mm-hmm. in the Holy Ghost. Right. So we again, we're back into the spiritual. Right. So I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Well, John 3 is a great passage as well, because it's speaking of birth. The kingdom of God, something is birth. Something is born. Yeah. I can't find anywhere in scripture where birth is talked about with the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not something that is where there's a birth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Christ here is speaking of the the rebirth, the second the second uh, birth that we have when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and that is why it is linked with the kingdom of God. But I can't find a passage where it's clearly talking about the kingdom of heaven where anything is born. Well, and to your point, there's only one book in the Bible that speaks clearly of the kingdom yes. of heaven, and that's Matthew. Right. The yes. phrase kingdom of heaven is found, only found in Matthew. sometimes yep. only in Matthew. Yeah. Right. And could we, just for a moment, I don't mean to dominate here, could we, you brought up the Matthew and the Mark mm-hmm. gospel. Well, if you look at Matthew 1.1 and you look at Mark 1.1, you can see that the, may I use the word premise, mm-hmm. of the gospel is different. Everyone refers, well, everyone, it's often referred to Matthew as the kingdom gospel. It portrays the Lord Jesus Christ as king, and it begins with the royal lineage. It begins with the lineage, who is the rightful king of the Jews. And so that's how Matthew's gospel begins. Matthew 1.1 says, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it, it then gives the lineage of the king of the Jews, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it ends with him. Mm-hmm. Mark's gospel does not bring that premise. Right. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. So we can see a difference in Already. the gospels, yeah. although they are speaking of the same person. They blend together wonderfully. They do not contradict each other. Um, but we can see that um, it is showing us a difference. So that is why... um, Now, what's interesting in Matthew, there's at least one verse that I can think of where the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are mentioned in the same verse, Mm -hmm. not just the same chapter or the same book. Yes, we do. It's in the same verse. They're both mentioned. Sure. Yeah. So... So... This is, you know, a question that might come up for somebody. You know, we take for granted that there are four Gospels, and why are there four Gospels? Well, because each Gospel gives us a different emphasis as to Christ, and we shouldn't take that for granted to the listener, but Matthew, of course, sees and portrays Christ as the King of the Jews. The King of the Jews. Right, yeah. and and Mark portrays him as a, as a servant, a perfect servant, mm-hmm. and so there's no need... You know, I, I've heard it said, nobody cares about the lineage of a servant. Um, and, and so there's different points of emphasis, but we still, by comparing Scripture to Scripture, we get a clearer picture of what God is conveying in His Word to us. And, and you can keep it going. Luke yeah. is going to portray, uh, uh, emphasize Christ 
uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. The, the phrase son of man is found mm-hmm. most in the gospel of Luke. Yep. And the lineage is there, but it's not the king right. lineage that's in Matthew 1. It's actually the lineage through Mary. Right. And it traces it all the way back to Adam. Yeah. Um, and then John, uh, the emphasis is the son of God. Right. So you have like four the corners. Deity. You've yeah. got four opposite. You've got a king and a servant. You've got God and man. And man. All those base, bases, if you will. So maybe they were right. Are covered. <laughs> Ladies just, and gentlemen, <laughs> somebody here just crossed themselves as a Roman Catholic, and it was not me. <laughs> I won't say who it was. Let me just correct myself. I apologize. <laughs> the passage I was talking about, um, kingdom of heaven is mentioned in verse 23, and then kingdom of God is mentioned in verse 24. Sub- subsequent, I mentioned in the same verse. Um, okay, but, okay, what's what that chapter? passage? This Matthew. is Matthew 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right, so before... This is what I was referring to. Now, there may be a verse that they're both mentioned in the same verse. Okay. Now, I can take you to a verse which most Christians can quote, where both are mentioned. One is not mentioned by name, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I was referring to Matthew 19, verses 23 and 24. Uh, You'll notice entering into the kingdom of heaven, verse 23, then verse 24, entering into the kingdom of God. That's what Mm -hmm. I was referring to. So I apologize. I thought that was the same verse, but it isn't. Well, but what's interesting in Matthew is when you come to the Sermon on the Mount, clearly the emphasis is the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Correct. Right? Yes. So in a, in a message that is being preached by the Lord Jesus Christ, in which he is clearly teaching about the kingdom of heaven, he says in the middle of that message, Matthew 6, 33, but seek, seek ye first, first You're the, taking kingdom my verse. the kingdom of God. <laughs> but isn't it great that it's, so, it's just clear? First over what? Over, right. Yeah, if that's first, what's second? Because if you read above, he's talking about all physical things right. that are promised unto the nation of Israel. Right. It's promised unto them. So I don't know if we've said this yet, um, but you just said it. All these things are promised to the nation of Israel. When we say kingdom of heaven being a physical kingdom, we're not referring to well, – we are referring to the, you know, when, when Jesus Christ rules on this planet. But more specific than that, this is a kingdom for Israel mm-hmm. as the king of the Jews has set up his kingdom in the, in the capital city of Jerusalem. Sure. And so, you know what I mean? Kingdom of God would be a spiritual, the church is part of that kingdom, quote unquote. But that's, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I'm going to go farther than I want to right now. But again, when we say kingdom of heaven, we're referring to the promises made directly to the nation of Israel. Absolutely. For, and yeah. the fulfillment well, of the Well, the, the kingdom of God is already upon the earth. That's right. Yeah. It's been upon the earth for 2,000 years. Yeah. Exactly. But Christ is not going to establish his physical kingdom until he returns. And all this is found because of right division. Correct. With the right scripture and the right understanding. Every promise in the book is mine. No, no, every not. chapter, every <laughs> verse, every line. We sing that because, you know, I grew up singing that little chorus and it just it just isn't true. It isn't true. I never heard added. that little chorus until well, you sang it. We will teach you. Yeah. God, you just sang the second verse. I didn't know there was a second part. God promised a man 100 years old would have a baby. Can not only can other men claim that promise, does any hundred-year-old man want to claim that promise? <laughs> you know, uh, so 
it is obvious not every covenant, not everything in the scriptures is for me, right. is about me. It's not. So, you know, Josh, you, you made you made the next point for us. The kingdom of heaven is a physical kingdom. Yes. And and you said because of right division, yeah. we would conclude to we come to that conclusion. And and right division because as we look at the word of truth, we see some things that are just super plain and simple and clear that would cause us to think there is a literal kingdom of Israel that is yet to be realized on this nation. So so Jeremiah 33, right? Jeremiah 33, verse 17. Jeremiah 33, 17 says, For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. So David will never lack... Right, he's he'll never want hmm. a man to sit on the throne, and this is how sure it is. This is how sure they're to take this promise. Verse twenty says, "Thus saith the Lord: If ye can break my covenant of the day, and my covenant of the night, and that there should not be day and night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne." So. All right, the Lord says, if you can break my covenant of day and night, then you can break this covenant. Now, if you, sp- I was just thinking about this. If you spiritualize all of this, then Jesus on Palm Sunday, entering in Jerusalem upon a donkey, is nothing more than mockery to Israel. You, you'd have to say he's mocking them because he's presenting himself as king, and the Jews are only going to understand him as coming as presenting himself as king. That's how the, the common man's going to understand it. But if it was always, always spiritual, that's nothing more than a mockery of hope. Hmm. Right? I mean, if you think about it, because um, that kingdom was certainly supposed to be physical, and it still will be physical. So um, you mentioned Palm Sunday. Yeah. Zechariah 9.9 is the prophecy for what you and I call Palm Sunday. Right. Okay. Uh, Matthew 21, um, I think it's John 12. Um, record that account by saying this is fulfilled, which is spoken of in the prophets or spoken by the prophet. And the verse is Zechariah 9, 9. All right. So can I read Zechariah 9, 9? Go for it. The Bible says, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Mm -hmm. Um. Does anybody have? Can you get Matthew twenty-one? Absolutely. Yep. Because I want, I want this to me was a a, a eye-opening for me. Sure. Um, the Israel wanted a king. Okay. Um, Matthew records the 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 wise men at his birth. Well, not at his birth, but you know what I mean. We in the Christmas story. Nobody else records that. And what did they say? They didn't go to Bethlehem. They go to Jerusalem, and the first statement is, "Where is he that is born?" King, king of, of the, the Jews. Jews. Yep. All right. He's born king. That's right. It's yeah. not, he's going to one day become king. He's, he's born already king. king. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Which is why they went to Jerusalem, by the way. Right. Because that's where a king's supposed to be. So in Matthew 21, um, I'm, I'm getting foggy on my verse number. Do you know where it's at? Are you there yet, Brother Colburn? Are you looking at verse 42, maybe? <clears throat> Read where Excuse Matthew me. records when he says, this is the fulfillment or spoken of the prophet with Palm Sunday in Zechariah sure. 9. 
Oh, okay. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. Am I in the wrong chapter? You might be. For sure it was Matthew <laughs> Are you wanting us to find the particular passage where I, he presents himself as king? I'm wanting us to find... That's not 21 then. I'm sorry. It's my Well, fault. I will tell you this. I mean, uh, if, while we're there, Matthew 21 uh, says in verse 42, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected the same has become the head of the corner? That's right. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. Hmm. So we're going to get there eventually, but but Israel, I want to I want to make sure to follow through your Zechariah 9-9 thought first. No, 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 I know. I'm, my mind's drawn a blank. It's not okay. there. It's not Matthew 21. I apologize. Okay, so as we're... Are you finding it? No, keep going. Okay, keep looking. As we're working through this, here here's the natural question. So so how do we reconcile the concepts of kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven? Like how do we how do we understand them? And when we understand that the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven overlap because they are being offered at the same time, but in order for Israel to enter the kingdom of heaven, they had to enter by the kingdom of God first. Mm. There had to be that spiritual new birth before they could ever enjoy the promises made uh, to them in the kingdom of heaven. Agreed. I like I like to say one ushers in the other. Yeah. yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom of God, of God. Mm-hmm. and so, all these things shall be added unto you. It is Matthew twenty-one verse five. Okay. Let me read it for you. Yep. All right, Matthew twenty-one verse five. Verse 5, tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. Then let me read Zechariah 9.9. 9. Okay. Okay. That's quoting from, obviously. Right. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. And then what is your say after about the king coming? What does it say in Matthew 21? Meek okay, and keep going. sitting upon... An ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. In Zechariah 9, it says, The king cometh unto thee, he is just in having salvation. Then it says, Lowly, which I believe that's the Bible defining for us what meek is. Okay. Riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Why is the statement, He is just in having salvation, missing from Matthew 21? If you go to John and John's account, that exact statement is also not there. They're recording Zechariah. They're quoting, this is the fulfillment of prophecy. How come he is just in having salvation? Because I believe in Zechariah 9.9, we have both being presented, both quote-unquote advents being shown to us. Okay. He comes the first time, and then he's going to come again the second time just having salvation. Mm. That's when the king comes in, you know what I mean? And this is not talking about... I. From from looking at it and the rest of Zechariah, I believe this is a reference to Joel too. The the deliverance, the physical salvation. He's not coming giving. The Bible says he has salvation, having mm-hmm. salvation. Um, uh, this is the kingdom of heaven being established for the nation of Israel and the physical deliverance that they're going to receive at the Battle of Armageddon mm-hmm. when he the enemies he makes his enemies his footstool. Yep. And and he is finally there to, can I say, protect or or deliver physically the nation of Israel as they look upon him whom they have pierced, and they realize 
this is the one that they said, we have no king but Caesar, so crucify him. Right. And now the kingdom can be given to them because they are going to get to the place of accepting the kingdom of God first. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it ha- what probably a distinction we have to make is that when God deals with Israel, he deals with them as a nation because at Mount Sinai, when the, when the old covenant, when that covenant is... Uh, is declared and that covenant is agreed upon. You know, God makes a covenant with the people and the people say, all that the Lord hath said we will do. Mm. So they committed as a nation. God deals with them as a nation. And so when he came, certainly we see all kinds of Jews or a great number of Jews who enter the kingdom of God, right? They, they believe, they repent and believe the gospel um, of the kingdom of God. And so they want to see the kingdom of heaven happen, but the bulk of the nation did not. Mm. They killed John the Baptist. Well, didn't um, the disciples say that to Jesus in Acts 1? Well, Acts 1 is fascinating because... Wilt thou at this time? Yeah, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? a month and a half talking to him about the kingdom of God. That's right. right. He spent 40 days talking about the kingdom of God, right, which he saves for after his resurrection. That's right. Before we get to Acts 1, could we... You referenced a verse, which I've been dying to go back to, which is what Christ speaking with Pilate, where he says, my kingdom is not of this world. If the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are the same thing, how does what Jesus say in that verse make any sense Mm. at all? When he says at the end, but now... Is my kingdom not from hence? Mm. So the kingdom of God is not on the earth at that time, mm. is what time Jesus word. would be now. saying. Right. Said, uh, well, yeah. most perversions remove that word now, That's right. mm-hmm. which is a dispensational. Christ is not referring to the new birth because, okay, when the new birth came, when did the people of God have to physically fight and battle? Because remember what Jesus said, um, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, then would my servants fight? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, wait a second. If he's talking about the kingdom of God there, what has that got anything to do with his servants fighting? What what fight is... Uh, what physical fight is going to be going on? This is... Uh, I, John I, I 18, to, Is it John 19? 18. 18, John sorry. 18, 36. John 18, 36. I've been dying to go back to this verse because if we say that these two kingdoms are the same thing, we're putting major error and confusion into the scriptures. I mean, it says in verse 36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, well, he's obviously speaking of... Either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, and there are those who say it's the same thing, okay? If my kingdom were of this world, okay, so Jesus has already said, my kingdom is not of this world. Well, hasn't he already established? You know, what is what is what did he talk in, back in chapter 3 with Nicodemus about? Hmm. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? So this kingdom that Jesus is talking about in verse 36, he is saying that it is going to come with a battle. 
with a physical battle where my servants are going to fight in this battle that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now, so he's speaking, this kingdom that Christ is talking about, he is speaking of in the future. Hmm. That this kingdom in John 18, 36, Jesus is saying, it's not of this world, not yet. That's what the word now is for. It's a dispensational word at the end of the verse. But also this kingdom comes with a battle where his servants are going to fight. And this isn't talking about spiritual affliction. Mm -hmm. This is talking about physical, physical warfare that's going to go on okay. so can i pause for a second yes sir. when you say it's a that now is a dispensational term correct you are saying that i am saying that he is not speaking of this age okay. of which he is currently now so he's making a division he's making a division in the scriptures yes okay. <laughs> that's what they I mean word. like to, to rightly divide almost like he's rightly dividing almost like he is because yeah. somebody could listen because i'm sure not everybody well listens. about half and i just i've got a pamphlet in my office about half the modern perversions remove that word now mm. and it will just say my kingdom is not from hence mm. and never will be right without that word now that's right what Jesus is saying is, now it is not, this physical kingdom is not of the earth, but it will be, as every so, Jew has prayed, So can't you? thy can't kingdom you come, thy will be done on yes. earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. um, are they talking about the spiritual birth there, of which they know nothing about? Or are they talking about that physical kingdom that God has promised unto them, as it is in heaven, please have it be on earth? Right. So can't we see that to uh, blur the line between the two kingdoms, to uh, to call John eighteen thirty six, what you know, no one's you know was sword fighting for the kingdom of God, but can't we in history see where that has happened? Correct, the Crusades. You know, we call them the Crusades. We right. call which are attributed to Bible believing Christians, which they were not. not. Yeah. So I mean, I do. <laughs> I get in trouble because I said Oprah last time, but I'm going to say Obama this time. Oh, man. Oh, my um, word. You are our scholar, though. I you, am. You're so worldly wise. I am. Anyway. Tell us. So Obama made a statement when he was president that a lot of uh, Christians, a lot, a lot of church um, leaders exploded on. He, some, they were, he was talking about Islamic terrorists, and he made a statement that there have been more people killed in the name of Jesus in history than ever in the name of Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And I can't disagree with that statement. Sure. And it's because they've, through, throughout history with the Roman Catholics, with the, the Crusades, with um, um, the Spanish Inquisition, with all of the, the bloodshed that was made because of the blurring of the lines between the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven. Oh, right. we're going to fight. You know, that's what we're told to do with sword, you know, go out and... How about um, the Battle Hymn of the Republic for the Union <laughs> Army, the Civil War? I knew you were going to go there. That's right. You, know, <laughs> you read the wording of that hymn. Now, look, I'm a Yankee, not a pinstripe Yankee. I am a... Northern Yankee through and through, but you you look at the wording of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. I, I do believe the author is thinking, we're bringing in the kingdom. Sure. And um, so when Jesus says to Pilate in John 18, 
All right, when he says, my kingdom is not of this world, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. Is it fair to cross-reference that with Jude? Okay. We're in Jude 14. Jude chapter 14. Jude okay. chapter 1 and verse 14. Oh. Does your Bible have extra chapters? <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says, And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his ten thousands of his saints. Well, to, to do what? To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So there is going to be a time when the Lord will come with ten thousands of his saints. Is that a fair cross-reference, or is that referring oh, to something? Oh, I, I would agree so, with yes. that, yeah. okay. You know, in Isaiah 29, in verse 4, I think it is, Jesus is speaking in the present tense, my sword is bathed in heaven. Mm -hmm. Christ is ready mm -hmm. to come, and according to the scriptures, he is literally going to fight his way to the earth. There's going to be a war in heaven, and the moon is going to... Think about, can we just, like, pause and think on that for a minute? That's pretty weird. The war in heaven? You know. Maybe I'm like getting he's gonna, too much. No, here. I like it. He's <laughs> going to fight his way to earth. Well, it is. That's... Yeah. You... He, I think it's wet, W-H-E-T. I will wet my sword. Um, in heaven. In heaven. Yeah. Which, to wet a sword is, um, if I remember... I'm trying to remember what the... The term to sharpen it. It was to sharpen it by by usage. Okay, you know what I mean. It's not yeah, just sure. not just using a, a grindstone. It was sharpening the sword because he was using the sword. Sure. Like he, it, so, if he's wetting his sword, well, how? What's going on in heaven? Right, right, right. He has I'm a vesture dipped in blood in Revelation 19 when he comes down. You know what I mean? Okay, we're getting into so many cool topics here. <laughs> I know you looked at me <laughs> like, oh, come on, say, why do you gotta? <laughs> okay, well. I, I, I might have said Isaiah 29. I meant Isaiah 34. Um, you mean you don't have the whole Bible memorized? <laughs> verses 4 and 5. And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, which that is the sign of his coming. Mm -hmm. And all their host shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine and as a falling fig tree from the earth. For my sword shall be bathed oh, yeah. Yeah. in heaven, mm. shall be bathed in heaven. That That's is a good. reference to the war in heaven. That's mm -hmm. right. And when you see the phrase sword bathed in something, it's not water, it's not oil, it is blood. Mm. And um, I don't know how we got onto this. Okay, uh, it so says it in verse 6, the sword of the Lord is filled with blood. Right. So... Are I'm you sorry. speaking about an independent fundamental Baptist publication? Well, not that, not that, <laughs> not that sort of the Lord. Okay, so can we can we then ask the question? Well, what happened to the kingdom of heaven? Like, why? See, if, this if is the were... fight. This is the fight that Christ is talking about. Sure. When His kingdom comes, you know, right now, this world, it's the prince of the power of the air, mm -hmm. the rulers of darkness. Uh, Ephesians chapter number six. But Christ is going to come and establish his kingdom upon the earth, and I believe the devil is going to go to meet him. Mm. And the Lord is physically going to, um, is it Isaiah 60, uh, 50, where it talks about, um, maybe it's, I'm trying to find it. Um, oh, 
Brother Josh mentioned the um, Brother Josh mentioned his vesture dipped in blood. Yes, mm -hmm. and you know we spiritualize that and bless God. That's the blood of Jesus, <laughs> and it's the blood of his enemy. That's right. Mm. That's Isaiah sixty three. Yes, the Bible says. Isaiah 63, 1, who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. Oh, that's good. That, that is his vesture dipped in blood. That's that right. is not his own blood. That is the, that is the war in heaven. Because according to Psalm 82, those sons of God are going to die like men. So you're saying Psalm that 82. there's such thing as angel blood? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. So, Psalm, well, that's Psalm, that, that's Psalm eighty-two. Okay, so we, you're um, bringing it up. Maybe Go we ahead, should Josh. change the episode title to Angel Blood. Angel Blood. <laughs> well, <laughs> how do you how do you die like men? Sure. How does a man die? Yeah. He sheds his, sheds blood. his blood. Well, the life of the flesh is, is in, in the blood. Right. Psalm eighty-two verse. Psalm eighty-two is about the sons of God. Mm -hmm. uh, Psalm eighty-two verse six. I have said. Now Jesus quotes this in the Gospel of John. Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is not Baal and Ashtaroth and carved out images with jeweled eyes. These gods, little g, are children of the Most High. These mm -hmm. are the sons of God. Job well, what, 1. What does he then say in verse 7? But ye shall die like men. men. Well, how does a man die? Mm -hmm. So, those who say, "Well, angels don't have blood," where does the Bible where's say that? that? Where's the Bible say that? Right. Where does the Bible say that? Right. Um, I believe that when the Bible says that the moon shall become blood, I believe <sighs> that is literal. Mm. That is the evidence to the Jew, the sign and wonder of the war in heaven. Hmm. That that is the sign of his coming. He is literally fighting his way to the earth. Mm. And the moon becomes blood, which is the which is the and I think uh, is the result of that war in heaven. Sure. They shall die like men. So sure. can I can I say this too? Because you mentioned, you know, where do angels have blood? I think sometimes we we mess up with just because something is spiritual doesn't mean it's literal. If that makes sense, or, or non-literal, or, or tangible, did because, they get it? From yeah, or non, or non-literal, right? I'm sorry. Because we think yes. spiritual. We think our our modern day equivalent is Casper. Yes, yes, right. And and just because it's spiritual, you know, right. well, angels are spirit beings. Well, that doesn't mean they don't have a literal sure body. And this is where you have to beware lest men spoil you through That's philosophy right. and vain That's deceit, right. to where you begin to think of spiritual things as Casper. As Casper, right. Yeah. Without letting the Bible just speak for the Bible okay. says. So, sorry, so, I just, I had to. Okay, there's, if anybody listens to this, I'm sure they're going to be Googling all kinds of weird stuff. Don't Google angel blood. Don't Google Where angel blood. Where do we blood. get that angels don't have blood? Is sure. it from the flesh and blood shall not inherit the. Um, but again, that's kingdom of God. Is that right. where we get that from? I don't know. I think, I. Okay, where would I get it from? 
the average person would get it from, I would think that it would be. I mean, is it from the scriptures? No, it's if it's not from the scriptures, then why do we even? Right. (laughs) What's the? um, Because most times we just accept what we're taught without studying. Kind of like the angel sitting on top of the Christmas tree. Here's what I tell. Here's what I tell our folks consistently. I take the word of God literally until the word of God changes my mind. Right. I need to let the word of God tell me. And what happens is we have such a tutti fruity society in Christianity that we just can't admit that there's bloodshed. And when you see Christ coming, did you hear what I read? His fury, his indignation. Revelation 19, he's coming oh, to my. make war. He is coming to judge to, and to make war. And to make that is war. why he is coming. That's right. So can can we go back, like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago? We've got a, we got on a huge side trail so there. It's probably my we fault. we got to go I'm back sorry. to, so why did the... Okay, first question is, could the kingdom of heaven have come at Christ's first at advent? Theoretically, if they I, believed, yes. Yes, yes. of course. Yes. If Israel had repented? Correct. Yes. Yes, of Now, we, we know now, you know, the rest of the story, it didn't come, mm-hmm. right? And so the question is, you know, what happened then to the kingdom of heaven? It's delayed. It is delayed. We live in a, in a I've heard it said, a parenthesis. And, and, that, and then you start reading the New Testament, but all these mysteries. It's delayed how long? Until the Lord says... Well... Let's just let's just have some fun. A day okay. with the Lord is as I know a thousand years. So our it's been delayed two thousand. It's been delayed two days. Yeah, y- you know what I mean. Yeah. So sorry. The third day. So you're saying he's coming back? The no, third I'm day. not saying that. I'm just saying I'm not a date setter. I'm just it, putting into perspective when right. everybody goes. It's sure. been so long. It's been two he days. Who, he who lives outside of time, time means nothing. That's right. 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 Sorry, I had to. So Israel rejected. They rejected the kingdom of heaven because they would not enter in by the kingdom of God. Correct. Okay. So, um, I guess, what are some, can we discuss practical for a minute? Like, how does this affect us practically as ministers of the gospel? We really touched on a ton of things that, that, man, we're going to have to, if you're listening to this and there's something that you want us to dig in more deeply, I'm going to go ahead and give you Josh Lovelace's phone number. I'm sure you would, too. <laughs> no, just reach out, and, and we would certainly dig into it. But practically, practically, we're, we, because we don't blend the two. I think practically, um, can I read uh, yes. a, a scripture? Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to set the listener, um, give, give us thinking correctly. If I just read verse 13 of Matthew 24, I have a problem. We talked about this yesterday in our Bible study. But he that yeah. shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a works-based situation. Right. That, that, that's, where's the faith? Do I have to endure to, be, to, to keep my salvation? Sure. So let me... Let me keep going. Yeah, yeah. 2 you, Timothy 2 says... Yes. All right, so we compare Scripture to Scripture. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2... Verse 11, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Right? So you, ye who were dead, ye, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. So if we're dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. 
Okay, how's that going to work out? I can tell you right now that I'm not reigning right now, hmm. right? Um, if we deny him, the Bible says, he also will deny us. So you could look at that and see, say, see, if you deny the Lord, he's going to deny you. But the context of the verse is reigning. That's right. Right? It has nothing to do with salvation. Right. In that context. And if right. you keep reading, verse 13 says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself can't lose your salvation that's right right so matthew 24 that he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved Mm -hmm. so you ask practically what happens if you don't if if the lines are blurred if if you don't make the distinction according to matthew 24 if i don't endure i'm not going to have my salvation i'm not going to be saved well no this is talking about a kingdom not the kingdom of god because it says it in the very next verse and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Right, it's a tribulation passage. This is a tribulation passage. This is not for the church. Mm-hmm. So when an earthquake, uh, earthquake happened um, Friday night up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire, and our guy Charlie uh, mentioned it, Charlie Lepresti, so there was a 2.9 magnitude. I was like, oh, cool, earthquake. Uh, but, okay, every time there's an earthquake, oh, the earthquakes in diverse places, it's another sign of the Lord. There's no sign for the rapture. Yeah. Okay, the reason we get earthquakes in diverse places is because we're reading Matthew 24 for the church, for the right. kingdom of God, Right. when in reality this is a kingdom of heaven. This is a tribulational passage. Right. So... Sorry, but that's to me what happens when you ask practically when we don't distinguish between. Yeah, the practically two. the doctrine of eternal security is undermined. Yes, when you don't. Yeah, practically people try to bring the kingdom of heaven. That they try to if you blend the two, they people build try to build a better world now through social means. Okay, so you mentioned the battle hymn of the republic. Right, so so the sentiment again for people around that time was things were going so great, America was gonna, you know, Western Christianity was gonna usher in the kingdom. Um, it's a time when post millennialism was a popular view because things were going so swanky, they were going so great, and then comes the Mike Tyson punch of the twentieth century. You know, and you realize, well, the Bible does say in the last days, perilous times will come, you know, and um, I heard a great statement from a guy who was, uh, he said, you know, what's funny about, about premillennialists is that they are premillennial in their doctrine, right? In other words, they expect Christ to return before his kingdom, premillennial, so, but the irony is that in practice, they're postmillennial. It's good. Yeah, you know, they're trying to bring the. <laughs> we want every. We want America great again. Yeah. We don't. We don't want to deal with difficulty and suffering. Don't you remember twenty twenty one? We couldn't wait for that year, right? Because it's going to get better, right? Who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's great. I you, you, I don't know. You didn't say the person's name who said that, and I'm quoting Oprah or Obama, and this is what you're quoting. I just so. don't. This I don't is what say I bring who to it the is. Table. <laughs> If I don't say who it is, right. if I don't attribute, I can always say somebody once somebody said. Somebody once said. And then no one gets hurt. So I got to stop name dropping. 
I think practically as well with me is if I don't rightly divide just the error that I cause, the mistakes that I cause, the confusion that I cause when I don't rightly divide, when it is not the same thing. Well, in Christ's parable in Matthew, when he says the kingdom of God shall be taken from you. Mm. What? Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God can be taken away? You know, um, if we don't understand to whom Christ is saying that phrase, and shall be given unto another nation, mm. which we know did happen. Yeah. Did happen. The exclusiveness of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the exclusiveness was taken from them, mm -hmm. and then it went unto another nation, which I believe is the church, 1 Peter 2.9. And you where... can we can nail that point in Scripture. Right? We, right, it's not like a vague transition. No. So, so when is when does it happen? Well, it happens uh, the the final time I believe that the kingdom of heaven is offered in the scriptures is at the stoning of Stephen. At the stoning of Stephen, the kingdom is still in view. That is why Christ is seen standing and not sitting. You know, there's a big, there's a big. Uh, well, here's another error in the Bible. It says he's going to sit at the right hand. And in the book of Acts, Stephen sees him standing. So um, there, there must be an error here. Well, no, the kingdom clearly was being offered. That's what right. Stephen was preaching unto Israel, he was not preaching what you and I preach mm -hmm. on Sundays. Mm -hmm. He was offering the kingdom unto Israel. They obviously rejected it obviously rejected. The very next chapter, we're introduced to the apostle, to the Gentile, Saul. The very next chapter is his conversion. The very next chapter, Peter preaches at the house of Cornelius, and we see the transition to the Gentile. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's what's wild is as soon as Stephen, I mean, his, his blood is probably still on the ground. And Philip is going to preach in Samaria. That's right. Right. And to the Ethiopian. Right. Right. So you've got a half Jew, a black guy, and then a Greek guy. Are right. Those are the people in view. That's right. And the whole shift is I'm going to take a Jewish guy named Saul, and we're going to go ahead and change his name to Paul, and he's going to be the apostle to the Gentiles. That's right. And even Paul says, I mean, if we could brutally summarize, if I could brutally paraphrase Romans. Uh, in dealing with Israel, you know, Paul says the Lord's going to pick up with Israel later. Hmm. They're they're blind for a time until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. That's right. Could we talk about Acts 1 for a minute? Yes. We referenced it, Acts 1, I think, verse 7, the question that the apostles asked Christ at his ascension. Verse 6. Um, verse 6, forgive me. Can we frame it, though, with verse 3? Okay. Okay, because... because in verse 3, he has spent 40 days speaking of the things pertaining to the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of God, God. which mm -hmm. we have argued, we have argued scripturally is spiritual. Right. Yeah. Okay, now. So now, verse 6, are they talking about the kingdom of God there? No way. No. Not at all. Not at all. They're talking about the king because of the word restore. Yeah. That goes back to the prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah, what's going to be restored for the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter references it in Acts 3, the times of refreshing and the times of restitution. That cannot be for the church. What, what needs to be refreshed for the church? The church is days old That's right. at that time. No. But notice Christ's response. They are obviously referencing 
the king and again if the kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven are the same thing how do we balance verse three with verse six well those guys are they're just numb they're just idiots (laughs) right they're morons They are, there's two different kingdoms right there. But notice how Christ responds in verse 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know, notice what he says. This is only used three times in the Bible. The times or the seasons. That is specifically, biblically speaking, of the second return of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right, yeah. It's only used in what? Daniel 2... Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, mm-hmm. and here in Acts 1. That's the only times it's used. It's always about physical kingdom upon the earth. But notice what he says. Remember we said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his mm-hmm. righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Here's another passage. Look, it's not for you to know about the kingdom of heaven right now, verse mm-hmm. 7. Well, what is it time for you to know? Kingdom of God, verse yep. 8. Yep. Mm-hmm. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost... Is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. There it is, the kingdom of God. Look, guys, it is not time for the kingdom of heaven right now. It is time for you, for your focus, is to be the kingdom, kingdom of God. God. Right. Yeah. Now, can I can I just take two steps back? And I, I I don't believe the disciples to be numb. I believe that they understood the difference. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. You would have to if you blend the two then you would have to say, well, these guys, they were just real thick-headed and didn't understand. But they knew the difference I just feel that they were them. so focused on one. Yeah. You know, when you become so focused on one thing, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. You know, they were so well, obsessed with the kingdom of heaven. But to be spent, fair, they're both being offered at the same time. He spent right. 40 days uh, teaching them the things of the kingdom of God. Right. All right, Lord, we got it. And right. seek you first kingdom of God. We right. got it. Okay, yeah. you're going to do the kingdom of heaven now? Right. Right. So, but see, he's you know what I mean? It wasn't 11. a blur to them. It was, uh, okay, yeah, we got it. Yeah. But that was 11 men who had it. That's right. The kingdom of heaven is nationally for the nation of Israel. If right. you look at Acts 2, and one of our podcasts will have to be Acts 238, the oh. repent and be baptized. Mm-hmm. Again, if we don't use right division, we're charismatics right. there. If we right. don't use right division. Or baptismal regeneration. Yeah, baptismal right. regeneration. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a future podcast to keep people listening, by the way, to Backwoods Theology. Mm. Uh, But you can just see we cause great error. We're talking about practically, if we don't distinguish between the two, we're going to cause great confusion in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So one more person we probably should mention in all of this is the Apostle Paul. Like at the end of the book of Acts in particular, you know, we're looking at Acts, but the last chapter of Acts, Paul knows... Paul knows his call, he knows his gospel, which we should be clear, he calls it my gospel. He does. Right. My gospel. There's another podcast episode. (laughs) But then what is he preaching in verse 31? He's preaching the kingdom of God. That's right. That's what he's preaching. And that's that's no mistake. Paul never, never is found preaching the kingdom of heaven. He is preaching the kingdom of God. Mm Mm-hmm. But you find him anticipating at some point in the future the kingdom of heaven. At the end of Second Timothy, um, at the end of Second Timothy, uh, verse number eighteen is where he speaks of the heavenly kingdom. Yes, four eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. four and also uh, four one. 
4.1 to Timothy says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. So his appearing... Two separate events. Right. His appearing and his kingdom, which comes first, the appearing, the appearing, followed by the kingdom. And then verse 18, the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a kingdom unto which he anticipates he will be preserved unto. That's right. So that means he there's a kingdom that he's not yet a part of. That's right. But he's anticipating. And that is what? It's a heavenly kingdom. Kingdom of heaven. Not the kingdom of God. So it's it's a great it was such a help to me when when the Lord finally straightened this out. Because you and I, Brother Wiley, we I've remember discussions from years ago in which I don't even I don't even know how long ago it was, but I know you were chewing on it and working through it. And at that time, I was still like, oh, you know, they're just the same thing. But the Holy Spirit has to open our eyes to his word mm. and help us to help us to study, rightly divide. It's good stuff. Well, I mean, that's an hour. We have spent an hour already digging into that. That's all I figured we could do, like 10 recordings <laughs> we on can. the kingdoms. They're, it's such a huge topic. There's a ton But again, of we're trying to keep it to... But the beginner, so to speak, study so to show thyself. Approved. Right. So, so study it. Right. To the listeners. Yeah. Don't take this. our word for yeah, it. Study this. Yeah. And if your pastor says something different, then we're not going to argue with your pastor at all. But um, oh, our objective not. would be to point you to the scriptures. Right? Study it. Yep. There is a right and wrong, and I think there it's is. important. You know, not every issue we need to divide over. Right. But there is a right and wrong. We can't all be right. Mm -hmm. And so, well, we're going to wrap this up today. Again, if you have, um, we'd be interested to see what your study brings you to as you study the kingdoms. Are they two different kingdoms or are they the same thing? Be interested to hear from you uh, on what your opinion is. So at this time, we're going to wrap up this podcast. God bless you. Keep us in your prayers. Um, as we make further uh, audio for you, but we're grateful for your listening today.